This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now. Hello, friends. Hope you had a long... No, you did have a long weekend. Hope you had a long weekend. (laughs) Hope it was a great long weekend. (laughs) You know, it's so funny. That reminded me of this one time we were writing a card for a friend. It was like a group of us. And and someone must have been like busy, just like totally distracted. And they wrote inside the card, hope you have a birthday. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. You mean good birthday? (laughs) Great Shitty birthday? Like what? They had a birthday. Everybody does. Everyone, you are currently listening to Greatness because yesterday Kat solved a problem that's been plaguing our country since the beginning of COVID. We all know the passport office is all fucked up and it takes a long time to get a passport now. But Kat solved the problem yesterday. This is nuts. So I had all of the applications ready to go. There's a couple of us in my house that needed to get a new passport. Who, whose passport expires soon. So I had everything ready and stuff, and I I had spent time with my family, you know, as we all should on family day, fine, whatever. But then the afternoon came around. It had to be 2, 2.30. And I th- it dawned on me. It just clicked because I thought, oh, I got to go to the passport office at some time this week. Great. That's going to take up a couple hours of my time, if I'm lucky, a couple hours. And then I was like, wait a minute. Passport office is federal. Is it open? I did a real quick search just to make sure I wasn't like crazy and stuff like that. Sure enough, passport offices are open. Yes, because it's federal. So it had to be 2, 2.30 in the afternoon. The passport closes. The passport office closed at 4. And I thought, oh, will I even get there in time? Scott, I showed up. I'm not kidding you when I tell you we renewed three passports in under 10 minutes. Unbelievable. Nobody was there. There was like two, us and two other people. I figured it out. Go on family. Okay, I shouldn't tell people that because I don't care if we need to renew one or not. I'm going on family day. You it's know, crazy. We've got uh, the, the minister who's in charge of that is basically incompetent. And for months and months and months, people have been getting screwed over by this passport dilemma. And I'm not saying that the problem is fixed, although the government says it's fixed. All we had to do was show up on a day when it's a provincial holiday and not a federal holiday. And that doesn't happen very often. But in this case, it worked for you. You beat the system. You won Canada on family day. You got a passport Three of them in under 10 minutes. And I think that's amazing. Now I'm trying to think of what federal services I could have used. <sighs> Passport. Okay. Uh, you might have just won it all. Good yeah, for you. It, it, honestly, like, I, I was like, wow, I'm brilliant. And I don't, I don't sit around saying I'm brilliant a lot. But yesterday I was like, as I'm waiting in line with, with nobody in line, by the way, it was literally one person ahead of me. I thought, this is the most fucking brilliant thing I've ever come up with in my life. This is it. This is the one. So yeah, like I said, every family day, it's happening. Is there anything else we can renew on family day that's federal? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Like, like hunting service licenses? Canada. No, those are provincial. Well, uh, Service Canada would be open. Would have been open yesterday too. All Service Canada things. So anything that falls under that umbrella, do it. If there's anything you need, 
That's the day. <laughs> Hope you guys had a great long weekend. It is Pancake Tuesday. If you're uh, so inclined, go ahead and get those in you. I don't know how much truth there is to this because I personally haven't seen the ad, but a listener told us on the morning shows today that, is it Sunset Grill? Sunset Grill. Yeah, apparently it's a dollar a pancake today and it goes to Canadian a good Cancer cause. Society. Yeah, Canadian Cancer Society. For a dollar pancake. And some loca- but we should warn you, depending on when you hear this especially, it's probably sold out. But apparently some locations are like, no more pancake orders. Because they've already, they already have like f- people just calling in for offices. Someone texted this morning and said, my whole office, like a hundred of us, boom, hundred dollars. Because that's cheap. That's a great, co- that's a great cause too. Well, if they have a hundred employees, I'm going to suggest that maybe they have 30 employees because a hundred pancakes okay, for a hundred well, yeah. people is a slap in the face. Yeah, that's what kids are that's dealing with today do. at school. That's exactly what I remember. <laughs> My Pancake Tuesday, I totally remember waiting in line and we were in whatever, the gymnasium or something, or sometimes they were brought to the classroom in a little foil. They gave you a little styrofoam plate, one itty bitty pancake and a little drizzle of maple syrup. I was such Which is better than nothing. Don't get me wrong. I remember. It was a good memory. But it, it was a good memory, still. but I was such a fat little fuck in school that on Pancake Tuesday, you could tell the teachers actually felt bad for me because Pancake Tuesday would come around and they'd go and they'd bring the pancakes to the desk. And Pancake Tuesday is a weird day because these are professionally trained educators that turn into line chefs. On mm-hmm. Pancake Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It's all hands on deck to make the pancakes. That's Hopefully great. some volunteers came in. But they're flipping pancakes and everybody got one. But I remember the teacher coming around saying, I'm going to give you a second one. Because I was such a heifer oh. that she could just tell. Like one pancake wasn't going to be enough for me. So she gave me two. And then there were other kids that were like, can I have more? And they're like, no, shut up. Scotty gets two because he's fat. <laughs> No. <laughs> no, she didn't say that, but that, that was certainly the impression it gave off. And hey, I appreciated it. I was just happy to be eaten. So uh, good job to everybody who's making pancakes today. In this episode, I think uh, what we'll do is we're going to cover a whole bunch of things that are going on now and happened over the weekend. And we're going to mix it up. We're going to do some news stuff. We're going to do some entertainment stuff. We're just going to try and cover as many things as possible. And the first thing that we're going to jump to, these are in no particular order, by the way is the drama of Harry and Meghan. Ah, yeah. It's been a couple of weeks. We haven't heard much about those guys. (laughs) I thought that they just took Harry's book money and moved to like an island in the Caribbean. But no, they're back. And once again, they're back because they're suing over South Park. Listen to this. We We want privacy! We want privacy! Thanks for having us on the show. It's so awesome to be here. It's great. So let me start with you, Sam. You've lived a life with the royal family. You've had everything handed to you, but you say your life has been hard, and now you've written all about it in your new book, Wah! <laughs> in your new book, Wah! <laughs> um, just to clarify, this, there's a report that they're considering suing. So there's been no lawsuit launched at this point. But Harry and Meghan, uh, apparently this is like the last straw for them when it comes to South Park. Who cares? I don't understand that. Like, South Park is what it is. I mean, you go in there and you see things about celebrities. And it's not like they were even trying to claim that Meghan and Harry did anything that they didn't do. You know what I mean? It's not like they said, oh, they secretly did this. And holy, like, that's a pretty crazy allegation, South Park. It didn't seem to be the case at all. No. So if you sue, like, what do you, what exactly, is your reputation seriously tarnished because of South Park? You think anyone watched that, that liked you and then thought, oh, I no longer like them because South Park said that they're wah. This is the thing. 
I don't know who has access to Harry and Meghan at this point, but somebody needs to pull them aside and say, guys, this whole thing that you had envisioned has rapidly gone out from underneath you. You need to stop doing dumb shit like complaining about the media attention that you're getting from places like South Park. That's what South Park does. They get attention from people reacting to the stuff that they do on that show. You're just adding Mm -hmm. fuel to the fire if you're even contemplating a lawsuit. Don't do it. Shut up. Suck it up. You guys should probably go away for a little while. The coronation's coming up. We'll talk about that in a second. Apparently, you guys aren't going. That's probably for the best because I don't think they want you guys there. You guys are known as a bunch of whiny complainers at this point, and the South Park shit is not helping. Go away for a while. And if you want to go to the coronation, go stand in line, buy a ticket, sit at the back, stand up and applaud, and then get the hell out of the UK again. That's how you guys need to manage this. Complaining over dumb shit after you've made a career for the last year of complaining about dumb shit, it's silly. Move on. Uh, Over the weekend... President Joe Biden shocked the world when he made an appearance in Kiev, Ukraine. Yeah, he just showed up without like letting people know. Well, I find this story really interesting because, A, he pledged even more money, like a half a billion dollars wow. more in aid. So I'm sure the Ukrainians are thrilled about that. But he had to fly into Poland and then to keep everything super secret, everyone in the capital especially the media, was told, you're going to shut up, you're going to stay in your room, you're not allowed to film outside, you're not allowed to report on what's going on. Basically, the entire city was locked down while Biden was on his way there. Now, he couldn't just fly in Air Force One and land in the capital of Ukraine, so he had to go on a train. It was 10 hours each way. From Poland to the capital, 10 hours each way. He wasted an entire fucking day just commuting. Did you say the train alone or that was with everything? No, the train was 10 hours to get there and 10 hours to get back, apparently. I'm sure it was a nice train, though. Oh, I'm sure it was. It was like a luxury car. Guarded to the tits. And it was probably not an uncomfortable ride for Biden. There was two members of the White House press pool that were allowed to travel. Everybody else got left behind. And, and he went in to make this surprise visit. I don't know if it really does or doesn't make a difference at the end of the day. Apparently, Vladimir Putin in Russia is doing some big speech today where he's expected to talk about it. I, I just really wish that we could make some progress. We're coming up on the one-year anniversary, and frankly, I don't understand where we're at. I can't get good information. It seems like Ukraine is basically winning the war and they're driving the Russian forces back. But then every time I hear somebody in Ukraine, they're like, we're losing because we don't have enough ammunition. I don't understand how it's possible that they don't have enough ammunition. The the NATO allies and the G7 have sent so much to Ukraine. I don't know how they've run out of it already, but I'm not there. So whatever. In any case, I'd really like to know what's going on. It's been a year. We've spent a ton of money on this. Where are we at? Is Ukraine winning? Are they losing? Is Russia giving up? Now we're hearing stories about Russia wants to pull out of the the strategic nuclear program, the agreement that all of the nuclear countries have. It seems like China's getting pissed off and may start sending weapons to Russia. We had North Korea firing missiles over Japan. I'm wondering, are we getting the whole story here? Because it feels like just that little bits here and there that we hear about what's going on around the world. Like we're closer to World War III than ever before. But here, all people can talk about is 
Doug Ford's daughter stag and doe. I don't understand why that's still an issue, but we're not hearing much about what's going on around the world. It seems like the whole world is bracing for World War III, and we're still talking about stupid shit here. Yeah, we are definitely. There's still there's ample amounts of the stupid shit. I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I'm a little I'm a little fuzzy on how where that's how that's going too. One man is dead in a shooting in Milton that happened over the weekend. Did you hear about this story? No. Okay, I so don't think so. Let me tell you about this one because it's a different kind of shooting. This is what happened. A group of suspects approached this home that they were intending to rob. The group of suspects went into the home over the weekend. Multiple shots were fired and they were confronted by a resident. One of the bad guys got shot to death because the home they broke into was the home of a licensed gun owner. (laughs) These guys broke in. The homeowner shot one of the bad guys, apparently in the face, by the way. He was killed. The other one other person was arrested. And as far as I know, if I'm reading this story right, because they're very cloudy on the details. It looks like the guy who pulled the trigger and shot the bad guy is also in custody. They have it for sure in Florida. It's called stand your ground. Mm -hmm. If someone breaks into your property or someone's threatening you on your space, you're allowed to use lethal force. Now, we don't actually have that law in Canada, but as I understand it, you're allowed to use reasonable force to protect yourself. I would hope that nothing happens to this legal gun owner because he's a legal gun owner who happened to have a gun, and these criminals were playing a simple game of fuck around and find yeah, out. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I don't understand for the life of me why we need to be worried about fighting back on our own property, especially when these people, in this case, for example, we're the ones that were doing the, in the wrong here. We're the ones that were coming in to, to do something illegal. And if this guy wants to protect his property, yeah, he should protect his property by whatever means necessary. You're coming in. You could potentially hurt my family, even if it is just about taking shit. I, I, I agree with the stand my, my ground. Stand my ground. That's what they call stand it in Florida. Your stand your ground. Yeah. I'm all for that. Me Absolutely. Too. Hey, if you're a bad guy, if you're a shithead that would probably try and break into someone else's house for whatever reason, there are still people out there that are licensed gun owners. And not only are they licensed gun owners, they're trained on how to use those firearms. Be careful which house you break into because sometimes people are going to shoot back. And I think that it's important for the bad guys to remember this too. You can't just run around because you've got a gun thinking that you're king of the world. I, I'm, I don't want to see anybody get killed. But in this case, the fact that the bad guys tried to break in and one of the bad guys got killed, I'm not losing that much sleep over mm-hmm. that. I don't think that this is something we should be concerned about. And police said there's no concern for public safety, but it was probably targeted. Now, I'd like to hear a little bit more about that, too, but I understand there's an investigation underway. Okay. CNN's morning show co-anchor Don Lemon is going to return to work tomorrow. CNN's chief executive, Chris Licht, said in an email to employees last night, Lemon will be back on the air after he receives formal training for his comments about the Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley on CNN this morning. Lemon has not been on the air since Thursday when a discussion about the ages of politicians was underway, and he said 51-year-old Nikki Haley was not in her prime. He suggested women are really only in their prime in their 20s and 30s. Now, he's since apologized, although it was a really basic, shitty apology. 
he's going to undergo a little bit of training and he's back on the job. And I feel like it Mm. wouldn't happen this way if it wasn't a CNN employee. I feel like if it had been most other people that made a comment like that, they probably would have been canceled pretty quick. But not Don Lemon. He's back on the air after four days. I don't even know what he was trying to say when he suggested that Nikki Haley was past her prime. She's too old. She's 51. And she would probably make a great president. She's the former uh, ambassador to the UN. I don't know how he was allowed to say that and basically got away with it. No questions asked. But that's CNN in 2023. It's ridiculous. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds is in the news. Mm -hmm, I love this. We love us some good news, don't we? Well, I think some of the good news that comes out of this is not just that he's helping out the Terry Fox Foundation and that he has got another design and it's another thing that that everyone else around the world is going to want because it's Ryan Reynolds' name on it. Also, that T-shirts can be made long sleeve again. I think that that's great. (laughs) I love a good long sleeve T-shirt. And that's exactly what he's designed for this year's Terry Fox run. Yeah, he's helped to design it and every year they have a shirt and well, I, if I'm not mistaken, they have multiple pieces of merch, if you will, and all the proceeds go to cancer research. And that's important to a lot of people. And it's always popular. It's, it's never like they've had issues selling them. But when Ryan Reynolds puts it on, lets you know he helped to create it, puts it on his all both of his social media, his main social media channels as well, then boom, that's exactly what happens. Thousands of people right away went to go purchase it. And so they they admit that there's going to be a bit of a delay to get some shirts, uh, but they're going to work on it and make sure you have plenty of time, though. I mean, the run itself isn't until September, but this is their shirt for the year. So, yeah, if you think that that sounds good to you, a shirt designed by helped to be was helped designed by Ryan Reynolds, uh, then why not? It's a fantastic cause. I, and by the way, it is a nice shirt. It's a nice shirt. It's cute. It's Dear Terry is what what it's called, the shirt. He did a really good job yeah, of that. And yeah. you know what? I mean, again, just constantly hanging on to his Canadian roots, despite the pressures to just up and leave like most of the other Canadian celebrities did. Mm-hmm. Uh, good on Ryan Reynolds. I think that's amazing. The, what he does for sick kids as well is, is incredible. His work for sick kids continues to bring in a lot of money. And so you you have to you have to bow down to that, you know, and just say thank you because he's he's using it for good. Yes, he's also making a shit kind of cash on things like aviation gin and mint mobile, but he also is uh is really really into the the charity work and that, sometimes that's all it takes, right? Put your name on something. How simple is that? And put a little time and effort into it too. And look at that, you're helping to uh to raise thousands if not hundreds of thousands for some pretty great charities. Julie Black drawing attention for a subtle change that she made to the lyrics of O Canada at the All-Star Game on Sunday. This is the NBA. 
She changed one of the lines to recognize indigenous people who lived in Canada prior to European settlers. She swapped out the line, O Canada, our home and native land, with O Canada, our home on native land. <sighs> the change received mixed reaction online. I do want to say here, in this case, I think it's okay to not care. I really do. And I don't. And, and I know that there's some people who heard that and thought, oh, well, so what? I know there's people who heard that and thought, oh, my God, that's brilliant. We should change it to that. And I don't even necessarily disagree with that. What I do disagree with is arbitrarily changing the national anthem. This is just me, guys. I think that the anthem is the anthem is the anthem. And and it's been changed over the years. We changed uh, All Thy Sons Command to All of Us Command. Okay, that was a change that I think was not popular at first, but people have warmed up to it and they're okay with it now. In this case, let's have that conversation. Oh, Canada, our home on native land. If we want to have that conversation, that's something our parliamentarians should be doing, great. But I have a big problem with just arbitrarily changing it. And not that Julie did anything wrong here, necessarily. But if she's changing it, other people can change it. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anybody should change it. Not until our official anthem has an official change approved. And and if you do it without approval, you're really just being um, an activist. Again, I don't necessarily disagree. And if we have a conversation about changing it and do, I'm kind of okay with that. And Julie Black will be basically the person who invented it. But I don't like that you change the anthem arbitrarily just on a whim. Mm. And, and in, because I'm also kind of worried about what others are going to do with that. What are other people going to change the anthem to? And then they can just stand back and say, fuck it. You guys didn't have a problem when Julie Black did it. And I think it's going to go into too many different places if we don't rein it in. The anthem is the anthem is the anthem. Sing it as is. And if you want to change, try and make change happen. Yeah, I mean, I think it could go that way where people take it and and change little things here and there. I just don't like that was her. That was her moment. That was her version of the. That's the way I see it. Look, I understand the anthem is the anthem. But I just don't understand getting all fucking strung out about like, I don't know, fucking this is it. This is the words. You have to use the exact words. That was her way of doing it. This is the way she wanted to do it. She didn't hurt anybody by doing it. Who gives a shit? Like, I don't care. And also good for Julie Black, because we're talking about Julie Black. And she has an incredible voice, actually. She's a really, really great Canadian artist that we don't hear as much about as we should, I think. I mean, maybe this is... She's probably thrilled by this, by the way. She's thrilled at the headlines. I hope she is. I don't see it as being such a big deal. I really don't. It's, it's her... It's her. It was her moment to use the way she wanted to use it. And sure, if it starts a conversation, that's fine. Otherwise, I don't care. I don't. That's cool. That's fine. You're not hurting anybody by saying that. I don't feel hurt. I don't think you hurt anybody. Did you? No. I, I don't actually disagree with her. Like I said, I just I worry about someone else is going to do it and they're going to go to a very different extreme and no one can complain if they condone the Julie Black one. And that's just- As the, long as no one's getting hurt or being insulted by it. And I don't think anybody is here. Uh, like some people are uh, insulted. I mean, if you read through some of the comments online, even on the NBA's feed, people were quite upset that she changed the anthem arbitrarily. Yeah, I don't I don't get, I don't get you people. <laughs> I'm going to just say it. Like, I don't get those people that are re- like, did you really care that much? Like, what do you do on a day-to-day basis that makes you care that much about it? I don't get it. I don't get it. And I sang that national anthem for a long time. Many, I mean, we all grew up in the school systems where you sang and stuff. I just, 
I don't understand. Maybe I'm missing a connection there, but I just don't understand how people give a shit that much. Spe- I don't. Speaking of missed connections, it is coming up at the end of this episode it of is. After Nine. That's so right. stick around. Uh, a couple more that I want to get to. You've pointed this out numerous times lately about how many huge news stories are getting dropped on a Friday afternoon. Mm -hmm. And as bad as that is, dropping it on the Friday afternoon of a long weekend is even worse. Friday, the Globe and Mail had an absolute bombshell. I don't know if talk radio today is talking about this. I don't know how much news coverage it's going to get in the regular weekday news cycle, which is when the most eyes and ears are paying attention to the news. But this needs to be talked about, and you're going to hear a lot about it from not just the conservatives and the bloc, but also from the NDP and all of the opposition parties, because it comes to the core of our democracy. CSIS documents published by the Globe and Mail... This is our national intelligence agency saying it happened. China interfered in the 2019 and the 2021 elections. This isn't Russia interfering in the Trump election. I know you've heard a lot about that. That's not this. This is China directly interfering, influencing our elections twice because they wanted a liberal minority government. And that's exactly what we ended up with. And, and the fact that China did that, well, that's an issue between Canada and China. A lot of people are questioning what the response is going to be here. The prime minister says, we've known about it for a long time. He didn't bother to tell anybody. He's known about it, and he didn't say anything, he says, because it didn't affect the outcome of the election. Well, now people are starting to wonder, how is that even possible that you know that? How do you know that it didn't change the results? We already know that he didn't get the most votes. Twice. He got elected twice without the most votes. He just had the most number of seats. And the Chinese apparently interfered to make sure that they won certain seats and that conservative candidates lost certain seats. But how did they specify how? Yeah, it was a big influence campaign. There are Chinese nationals in Canada that were warned we're going to be doing some shit. So minimize your contact with Canadian politicians during the election period so it can't come back on you. They recruited some uh, foreign students who are going to school in Canada to actively go out and campaign and do some some work there specifically for their, those candidates. It happened in a lot of different ways, not the least of which is the manipulation on social media. They directly interfered in our election to get Trudeau elected twice. And Trudeau, his biggest concern right now seems to be who it ceases leaked that information to the Globe and Mail. That shouldn't be the question here, Justin. We need to know how you know that didn't change the result and what exactly they did and what we're going to do to stop it. Mm. If we don't answer those questions, we have a completely illegitimate federal government because they weren't reg- or they weren't properly elected if there was interference there. And I know that there was a lot of criticism of what happened in the U.S. with alleged interference from Russia. It appears the same thing was happening to our elections and we've been snowed on it for years. It's crazy. Twitter has given their users an ultimatum. If you don't subscribe to the Twitter Blue feature, that's the one that'll cost you $14.99 a month, you're going to lose your two-factor authentication. Users who don't subscribe by March the 19th will get locked out of their Twitter account until they remove two-factor authentication. It just prompted me this weekend to disable it. I said, fuck off. I'm not disabling shit. Why would they? I am so confused by this, Scott. Like, I am so confused. Why would... Why would they basically want us to be more hackable? 
What is the reason? They want us to not want us to be hackable. So they want us to pay so that we can have the two-factor authentication. I've agreed with Elon Musk on a lot of shit. He's wrong on this. Dangling security features in front of people who are willing to pay a monthly subscription that's is not pure right. bullshit. Like, that's not right. So so let's say, so I go without my two-factor because I'm with you there. Like, F you. I'm not doing that. And I have a blue check. You have a blue check. Okay? We both have blue checks. But we got ours before you had to pay for them. Correct. Yeah, we've had them for a long time. Can they take them away? Maybe. I don't know. Would they? Maybe. Like, who knows with all the new announcements. Nonetheless. So let's say we get to keep the blue checks. Two-factor authentication is gone for us. So now, I'm sorry, my authenticated account, which verifies that that's me, is at greater risk of being hacked now with my name and a blue check beside it? Yep. Why would I want to stick around? Why would I want to stay on that platform then? That's what they're gambling, is that you'll want to stay around. I'm not and paying the- shit to you, Elon. I agree with you, and I'm in no mood to pay any money to Twitter. I like Twitter. It's probably my preferred social network, but... If this is the way it go, it's going, I'm out. And, and here's another example of why. Meta, this week, starts rolling out their subscription service for Facebook and Instagram. Hmm. You have to pay for a verified account. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg made the announcement. New Zealand and Australia start this week. The rest of the world will start after this rollout. It'll be between $11.99 and $14.99 a month. Meta will require you to submit your ID They'll verify your account is you, and you'll get a blue badge. They used to be free for notable public figures and businesses. So the people who have it currently, did they have to start paying for it? I, that's a good question. I don't know. If, if you already have one, if you'll have to start, I, I'm really not sure. Hmm. But either way, I mean, I know Elon Musk took a ton of criticism when he rolled out this paid feature for verification, and there were all kinds of people just shitting all over him. I'm hoping those same people are going to be shitting all over Mark Zuckerberg because it's the exact same thing. Elon gave Zuckerberg cover to do it. He's going to make a fortune on this. Do you know how many people would die to have a blue check mark and they'll pay $14.99 a month? No problem. Oh, there's people paying for sure. Yes. Look at how many people have already done it on Twitter. People that weren't verified before, now they are verified and that just means they're paying. Uh, I'm not, by the way. Full disclosure, I have not sent any money to Twitter, and I have no intention of doing it. I do think, though, that there's a case to be made for if your company requires you to use social media, build a company for the $14.99 a month. If you have to have social media, your work should be paying for it. Work should be going after Facebook and Instagram, well, Meta, and Twitter, and all these other ones, because if they do it, you bet your ass TikTok's going to do it. You bet your ass Snapchat's going to do it. You can bet that they're all going to do it. YouTube, all of them. Anywhere where you could have an account, if you want to be verified, you're going to pay. The problem here is, is that they've convinced us that verified means something other than it's you. Like you're some sort of an influencer because you've got a check mark. No, it just means you've got $14.99 a month. I've got a blue check mark and they used to be so that you could trust that when a tweet came from that account, it was actually coming from me not a copycat account or a spy Mm -hmm. account or a bot. Now, all that's out the window. I don't know who to trust anymore. I was uh, I was listening to uh, one of the friends I have on Instagram. She's uh, she's an artist. She's a musical artist. And she finally got verified recently on Instagram. And she said, a lot of people have been DMing me, asking me how you get verified. And so I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Because what she was saying was, currently the way that it is before this announcement 
is that if you are whatever a band, let's say, okay, you're a band, uh, you didn't quite, you didn't, you don't quite make it to that verification status, you know, but you want to be verified. What do you do? So apparently, you've been able to pay at this point agencies to rep you to get you verified. So they'll get you verified, and you pay them a pretty nominal fee, like a, a fee of like like five grand. Fuck she was off. saying, yeah, really? you pay them money and essentially it will get you that verification badge that you desire. But she said, I, I was against it. I didn't do it. Finally, I got verified on my own, but it took 50, like a million tries. Finally, I got verified. And I thought, hang on a second. How are the agencies able to get someone verified? I assume that that's like, is that someone getting paid under the table at these places? Is that someone who knows someone at Meta that's like, yeah, verify this. Here's your cut. Like, how did that happen? But now with this, I'm thinking those at Meta who know this shit's going down, that people are getting verified because they're paying money under the table to other people are going, but that should be our money directly to us, not going to some agency and then someone is doing it on our end. So this is their way of making extra cash on that. I, I'd like to you, me again, it's so messed up that we could pay for that because I don't know who these people are. Yes. Okay. That's verified that you are John Smith. Congrats. You're verified and they checked your ID and that's important. But John Smith posts something that goes against the truth. John Smith posts fake news, but because he's got that verification badge, people are, Oh fuck. It might be, must be right. It's verified. That's the problem. This is the biggest problem Twitter has right now. Huge problem is that all those get bumped right to the top too. So you go ahead and you search a hashtag or a trending topic, right? What's at the top? Those badges, those verification, those verif- verified users. And you're reading them going, that must be legit. That, because there's, just because that's the way that we think, right? Oh, that's verified. That must be fucking true. It doesn't mean it's true. And it's just a, the worst way to spew misinformation and, 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 and maybe who, who knows what else is going to come from this. I'm just so, so not a fan of purchasing a check because you're going to get people who are just doing it for clout to show that they're verified or fake it because they're, they're banned shit, but they're going to pay five grand to get themselves verified or whatever the cost ends up being fourteen ninety nine a month. Even at that, it's just so silly to me. You know, there is another way and I don't know if it crossed anybody's mind at meta or at Twitter or anywhere else or any of the other social companies that are about to start doing this. How about everybody who submits their government issued ID is verified. The whole point of verification is that you can trust that that account is the person they say they are. If you see a tweet from at Cat Callahan, you can know, yeah, that's actually Cat Callahan and Twitter has verified it. It shouldn't cost you anything. No. It certainly shouldn't cost you anything monthly. This should be an easy thing. And and everybody should be verified. When Elon said he was going to do that, I loved the idea of everyone being verified because it gets rid of the bots. What I didn't know is that everyone gets verified. Who pays the money? Yeah. That's shit. It's so shady. I don't like it at all. I'm, I'm with you. Like, let's do that. And then if you want a subscription service on top of that, Twitter, Instagram, whatever that might look like, maybe with, with extra money, you get to be a part of a certain group or you get a certain mark. Fine. But I mean, it's just so shady. It's going to be so gross. There's going to be people getting check marks that shouldn't have check marks or are going to make it seem like they should for no reason. Again, I'm just worried about the spread of like misinformation and all kinds of things that could come out of it. Last thing I want to mention, because we're really up against the clock here and the replay of missed connections is coming up in minutes. Sony is this week rolling out their PlayStation VR 2 virtual headset. Ooh. Just under $600. You need a PS5 to use it. 
If you have Gran Turismo 7 or Resident Evil Village, you'll be able to download free VR versions of those games, and they say there's lots more VR games coming soon. In addition, tomorrow, Wednesday, you can start exploring Sony's updated take on the metaverse. Mm, okay, first and foremost, when you mentioned that, I laughed because I saw the Ozzy Osbourne commercial for the VR system, and the VR system looks cool. But if you want a good laugh, go ahead and check out the Ozzy Osbourne commercial. Listen to this. Where did this come from? Ozzy, we've got a flight to England. Hang on, Sharon, I want to play on my PlayStation VR too. <laughs> I'm very technical these days. Is that a friendly dinosaur? Oh my God, what the f is that? <laughs> oh no! Ozzy, what's wrong? I think it's Stormbird trying to bite my head off. That Stormbird needs to get at the back of the line. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> it is amazing to me that he is still as incoherent as he ever was. Honestly, something tells me that he has those visions every day. It's like the VR's not even on, Ozzy. The dinosaurs. <laughs> the system's not even on. So one thing I don't understand, though, is because Sony says their updated take on the metaverse, and we all know Mark Zuckerberg and Meta have been working on the metaverse. Are those two things the same? If I'm in my living room with a VR headset on, say I've got the Sony headset on, and you're in my living room wearing the PlayStation one or whatever other headset there is, are we seeing the same things or are these two different places? Yeah, I think that there's different there's different spots um, to go in the metaverse. Those are just two channels in which to get there. So I'm sure once you get it, there's ways into one, for example, metaverse spot. Like, for example, concert. Let's go with concert. There's even a New Year's Eve concert, right, that you could go to in the metaverse. So you've got the PlayStation one. I've got another one. We can both have access to it. We'll probably have to pay our way in, though. You know oh. what I mean? Oh, it's like going to a club. Probably, like it's a thing inside a thing. For the time being, I don't think a lot of them are upcharges, but uh, I think eventually they will be. I think they will get there where it's like, obviously, if you have a, con a virtual concert, for example, you can get there on your set. I can get there on mine. Just different ways that we get there. That's what I heard, basically. It's almost like when you want to do a chat with someone, it could be a FaceTime or a Zoom or it could be a, any number of things. Those are the essential, those are the main platforms. I really wish that we could get it all together in just one consistent one. And and the reason being is I'd hate to say, hey, Kat, let's have a, a coffee meeting in the metaverse tonight. Oh, shit, you're in the Facebook metaverse and I'm in the, the PlayStation metaverse, so we can't yeah, do that. I That's what I don't want to happen. I don't I don't know if that's going to be the way or or like I said, if there's a way to get in, like it's a metaverse Starbucks or some shit, right? Because all these companies are already buying their spots in the metaverse. So you can wear Nike sneakers, for example, all these brand names, they're getting in there. I think you can still do all the same things. It's just a different way in. It's just a different portal, basically. Uh, that's what I heard. But I don't know. Correct us if we're wrong. If you already have these or you know a lot about them. Please correct us if we're wrong, but I think it's going to take a while to like work out some kinks anyway. Okay. I had a great, great night on Friday. I was listening to a speech from the gas prices guy, Dan McTagg, and he, I talked to him afterwards for so long. We had a beer together, and God, Cat, is he ever a smart guy when he talks about the way the oil industry is going, how our gas prices are going, how the, the oil here in Canada is basically 
being completely underused. And that's part of the reason that our dollar is shit and our interest rates mm-hmm. are so high. It was a really fascinating conversation. And I asked Dan, hey, would you like to come on the radio shows or the podcast or something someday? And he said, absolutely. Big fan of you guys. I will. We just have to work out the date. So at some point soon, and we'll give you guys lots of notice before it happens, Dan McTagg is going to come on. Yeah, and he's great. He's going to talk about that and a whole bunch of other things. It's going to be a fun conversation. We've also got lots of guests that are going to be coming up soon. So keep checking back in. And the easiest way to get the newest after nine is hit the damn subscribe button. That's right. And give us a rating if you're on Spotify, if you don't mind while you're there. Five stars only. Particularly five stars. Yeah. We are uh, done for today. We leave you with the replay of Missed Connections from this morning on Energy 95.3 and 91.5 The Beat. And we will see you back here tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Enjoy. We're going to tell you stories about people that are looking for other people because they had some sort of an encounter in the past. Now one can't find the other, so they told the story online, hoping the other person would see it and contact them. This one's called, was it you? Bunch of yous. Question mark. Man for woman. Did you lie? I hope you'll reach out if it's true. We met here years ago. You were in accounting at a company downtown, my Colombian beauty. We hung out a couple of times and then you suddenly told me you were moving to Miami. We lost contact. Your number obviously stopped working. But I swear, while I was ordering my chicken miso ramen bowl last Thursday, I saw you walk past the window. It was around 2 p.m. You walked slow, and when I caught your eye, you kind of ran. Were you just catching a bus? Maybe. You are a lookalike. No, I can answer that. It's probably her. She's not interested. Yeah, she told you she was moving to Miami to get away from you, and she hoped she'd never actually run into you she again. She even changed her number to get away from you, and she there you were. changed her number to get away from you, and you're still <laughs> looking for your Colombian beauty. Dude, she's not interested. And you also didn't need to specify what you were ordering. That was completely irrelevant to the story. You need to focus on someone else and move on, my friend, because she told you she was moving to another country to get away from you. Was it you? The answer is yes. Yes, it was. The next one. The After Nine oh, Podcast is powered okay. by Tony Johal, yeah. broker at Remax Twin this City. Next one Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll okay, buy. Lots of people go to Costco every single day. Let's see what this is uh, all about. Man for woman as well. I let you go ahead of me. You had fewer items. And I'm a nice guy like that. First off, when does that ever happen at Costco that somebody lets you go through ahead of them? Why would you say I'm a nice guy like that? Why do you got to do that? You ruin it a little bit when you do that. I let you go because I'm a nice guy. Mm -hmm. You smiled at me. Was that your way of telling me something? I couldn't help but notice you like ground beef. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Got some beef in there? Yeah, you're a beef person. The craziest thing, someone else likes beef. Like, I know, it's like uh, meant to be. (laughs) It's the craziest thing you've ever seen. So I like beef? And you like beef? She got like nine pounds of beef. I like beef. (laughs) I like to cook. Maybe we can get together and I can show you a great family recipe. Also, the pants will probably look great on you that you bought. Oh, no. Anyway, (laughs) I thought of asking you to wait for me, but you left. 
I was waiting so long in line to show the receipt at the door that I lost you in the parking lot. <laughs> That's why they do that. They're not Come checking on. the receipt. Come on, hurry up this line. They're buying time for people who didn't want to get stuck in a convo with the register. I didn't steal any of this. Can I just go? I d none of this was stolen. I bought it. Let me go. There's a woman. She likes beef. <laughs> I love the, that you, beef lover over there is mine. You know, I got a great family ground beef recipe, and I'm just dying to make it for you. Come on over. I lost you in the parking lot. Was he really, like, searching the parking lot of Costco for this woman? Sounds like it. So here's where she went wrong. And she didn't do anything wrong. She did nothing wrong. She smiled. That smile yeah, was a thank you for letting me go ahead. Not a, I'm going to wait for you and we'll get married and we'll have kids <laughs> and go shopping for real estate together. I'd like you to cook my beef. That's not what it meant. No, 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 my friend. It didn't mean that. You can tell, though, that this guy honestly thought this was the relationship that got away. And it's all because Costco still insists on checking your receipt on the way out the door. <laughs> Those blank blocks. <laughs> Way to go, Costco. Checking out the clothing she bought and then saying, oh, those are going to look good on you. I, 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 it's probably not a good idea, dude. I wouldn't do that. It's, you like beef? <laughs> you like beef and jeans. Whoa, easy. You're basically my dream woman. You smiled at me, too. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Oh, good luck to him. I wonder if there's any other women out there that enjoy beef and jeans, though, because this guy's <laughs> single and he's looking. If so. <laughs> uh, you can always find Missed Connections at the end of the After 9 podcast.